You're listening to the Reman Initiative. This is a short form podcast dedicated to calling men back into the kingdom of God. I'm your host, Joe Bailey. I'm a former prodigal son. I've got a 40-year relationship with Jesus that has been filled with moral failure, a lack of character, and a true restoration that only the Son of God could have ever offered. My hope here is that something from my life experience will cause other men to want to rise up and set their feet back towards home. Welcome to the Reman Initiative. Hey guys, thanks for taking a few minutes out of your day to drop by the podcast. If you listened to last week's podcast, you would remember that I spoke about how the Holy Spirit sometimes captures the things that grab my attention and uses those things to drive me a little deeper into questions and discovery. It's those moments that often produce the ideas for the content that I like sharing with you and today is another of those moments. As I'm recording this episode, we are celebrating our youngest son's 17th birthday. Several months ago, I had to take him to a doctor's appointment, and while we were there, the doctor decided that they wanted to do some blood work, so they sent us downstairs to the lab. We sat in the cold, hard chairs provided and waited for his name to be called to have his blood drawn. Now, Colin is one of those kids that rarely gets sick. It had been a long time since he had had any blood drawn, and he wasn't sure what to expect. I could see the anxiety coming over him as though his life essence was about to be taken from him. So I looked at him, and I told him not to worry. It wasn't a big deal at all. Being a red-blooded American teenager, he acted as though he had no idea what I was talking about. Just then, I noticed a sign on the wall behind him that read, Life is short. Live it, love it. At first, I thought, what an odd place for a life is short poster. Then my superpower of ADHD kicked into full gear. I was captured in thought, and I wondered, is that really the truth? I mean, you hear this said all the time and on the surface. It is easy to see how this could be seen as truth, but is it really? According to Macrotrends.net, the life expectancy for folks living in the U.S. in 2021 was 78.99 years. That's roughly about 28,835 days. 7,300 of those days for most Americans are spent as dependents living out their childhood, going to school, and getting ready to launch their own lives. They will work around 16,425 days, looking forward to the days when they don't need to work any longer, which leaves them a whopping 5,110 days to hopefully enjoy. Maybe I'm missing something. But it seems to me that the overarching plan that our culture wants us to buy into is to work hard for the best years of your one short life and save as much money as you can so 
you can coast the last 5,110 days of your existence on your way to the funeral home. Somewhere in the middle of those days, hopefully, you build a life. Have a family, raise kids, work a 10-year plan perhaps. Maybe see a decent level of success. Pile up for yourself and those you love some nice things. Savings, a healthy 401k, houses, toys, build a business. The sky's the limit, it seems, and on day 28,834, it's often discovered how little all of that really mattered, because all of that came at a cost. Many are the tales of those who saw great success in the eyes of the world, who on that last day left with more regrets than joy. I think it's safe to say that life as we perceive it is indeed short. Even the writers of Scripture, men like Solomon and Jesus' own brother James, attest to the fact that life is much like a puff of smoke or grass in the field that is green and beautiful one day and dry and dead the next. Maybe, though, we are only seeing a part of the whole story. Because while life in this body may be an average of 28,835 days, there is a ton of evidence from both Scripture and even the medical community that supports the idea that life and consciousness continues even after the heart stops and the brain is completely dead. Did you know that there is an entire institution devoted to studying what we call NDEs or near-death experiences. And that across the world, thousands and thousands of cases have been documented of people being clinically dead and yet themselves being completely conscious and aware of what's going on around them. When they're revived, their stories, regardless of who they are or where in the world they are, share tremendous similarities that simply can't be ignored. Jesus himself teaches many times that life continues long after the 28835 and had some radical ideas about life, which were recounted for us by several of the authors who wrote the accounts of his life and words in books like the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There are two fairly well-known instances recorded in John's account. In John chapter 3, we see a discussion between Jesus and a well-known religious leader by the name of Nicodemus. Now, this is perhaps so famous a passage and has been shared so many times that we have lost our ability to actually hear it. But I'm going to hazard to repeat it even now. John 3.16 for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only, his unique, one-of-a-kind son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. In John chapter 11, we're shown a story of the death and the miraculous resurrection of a man named Lazarus. Martha, who is Lazarus' sister, had lamented earlier in the story that her brother had been dead now for four days, and if Jesus had been in town at the time, her brother would not have died. 
Jesus' response is loaded and challenges what Martha really believes. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? Jesus goes on to teach that life beyond the 28835 not only exists, but that how we spend those days has a huge effect on what the life beyond will be like. In John chapter 5, he says, don't marvel at this. For an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. While we're here trying to lay out the perfect 10-year plan and set ourselves up for a 5,110-day joy ride to the funeral home, Jesus is telling us that we need to be thinking more along the lines of a 10,000-year plan. In Matthew chapter 6, he tells his disciples this. Don't lay up for yourselves treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is. There your heart will be also. So apparently, we have the power inside these 28835 to send treasure that cannot be destroyed into the next season of our existence. So life isn't short at all. This season is short, but this is just a season. And it doesn't constitute the fullness of life. Life, regardless of your state and position with Jesus, is ongoing. It is eternal in nature. So I'll ask you the same question that Jesus posed to Martha. Do you believe this? I'm convinced that while most Christians today would say, of course I believe this with their words. Their daily lives bear out a life is short YOLO worldview instead. You don't live once. You exist beyond the 28835. Whether you truly enjoy life beyond the 28835 is another matter. For those who have truly placed their faith and loyalty in Christ, you live forever with Him. As a matter of fact, you don't just live. The scripture says you rule with him. To live like this is true requires a shift in our mindset towards our days here. How each short day here and how we live those days reverberates into our never-ending lives. If we truly believe that our lives are never-ending, then Jesus' counsel to not lay up treasure here on earth becomes a lot more important to take to heart how we spend and invest each part of our lives, our talents, our love, 
time, possession, money becomes a matter of everlasting importance because how we live in love in this short season of everlasting life sets the stage for the life we enjoy in the next season. We will all stand before the throne of God and give an account for how we spent each of the 28 835. Each sunrise, you and I get a choice to make. Live like this day matters for all eternity and then live it in the love and service of others to the glory of God or live like it could be your last and spend it on yourself because YOLO, you only live once. Is life really short or is this season that you find yourself presently in, is that what is short? What do you believe? The Apostle James offered some teaching on, the, on belief that I find piercing and brutally honest. He asked this question, What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith, belief, but he does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one and you do well. But even the demons believe and they shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? What James was teaching here shows that humans have struggled with this concept of what constitutes true faith for thousands of years. What you say you believe changes nothing. Your actions, how you choose to live your days, is where your faith is put to the test and where it's determined whether it's true or not. Carl Jung, the famous Swiss psychiatrist, is quoted as saying, You are what you do, not what you say you will do. Now, before you get confused, I'm not saying that works saves a man. Works does not save a man. Works are simply the evidence that he has been made new in Christ and that he truly believes that his 28,835 days are just the beginning and that each day is a seed sown for a harvest that comes in the next season. So I'll ask you again, do you believe this? Do your daily actions and mindset prove you believe this? What's the likely outcome for you if you ignore this? Is life short? I believe no. I believe this season is short. And that this season that you and I find ourselves in matters. 
And what you do matters. Look, if you're not sure about where you are in your station in life, if you can't say that your actions are showing that you believe that your days actually reverberate into eternity and that you know there's a day coming where you'll have to give an account for how you spent your 28,835 or so days, then today is a good day to make sure you do know, to have your heart and your life changed, and to start living for something that really matters, something that really counts, and start sowing some good seed for a harvest in the next season. It's pretty simple, guys. The scripture says, if you believe in your heart that Jesus is truly the Son of God and that he did what he said he did, and you confess that with your mouth, that you can be saved. But based on what James said, just saying it ain't enough. Because if you really believe it, It'll produce a desire in you to make sure that what's left of your 28,835 days is spent for him, building his kingdom, not yours. I pray if you haven't made that decision, you will seriously consider it. And I pray the Spirit of God gives you the leadership and the ability to make some good choices here. Until next week, guys, I pray the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you peace. God bless, guys. You've been listening to the Reman Initiative. For more information, check out our website at www.experiencereman.com. There's a contact page there. Why don't you take some time to drop me a note and let me know what you thought of today's show. Or maybe you've got a question you'd like for me to dive into in a future episode. Let me know about that. Hey, if you like what we're doing here, why don't you give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes? It'll help us reach other men with what is intended to be a lifeline and a message of hope. Until next week, have a great day, guys. God bless.